Coming up, we're going to talk about the disappointment that is Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone at Universal Studios Florida. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Dis Unplugged. of the Disunplug Universal Edition. The Disunplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining me here today on this episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Okay. (laughs) There, that's... You're welcome. I I couldn't remember to say thank you or you're welcome. Yes. Manners. Yeah, manners. You said a little bit of both. So, uh, yeah. First off, I want to say thank you, everyone, last week for the the great response we got to the tickets episode. I know it was very boring, and some people admitted right up front that they just stopped watching and listening to it because they didn't care. Mm -hmm. But there were many out there who did get a lot of useful information about it. So I do appreciate that. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad it could be helpful for those of you out there who who liked it and for those who asked us to just read off the the uh the the phone booth the phone book read all the names out of a phone book all i could say is no we're not going to do that Mm. but maybe one day maybe for patreon that's just you were just going to go through a phone book and read numbers like we're the terminator looking for sarah connor ansel adams Abanather Abbey, who? I hate you. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Kept it, uh, kept it all in the family there. But anyways, today, because there has been no good news about Universal or anything for a while, uh, basically, like, the last exciting news about Universal lately has been a Voodoo Donut, and that's just not coming along quick enough, so... Uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle for us to to find interesting stuff to talk about that we really uh, can get behind what we're what we're passionate with. So, did you uh, see that there was a commercial for the Fast and the Furious? There was supposed to be during Furious Seven during when it was airing on Sunday night at the same time as the Oscars, and I don't think anyone was actually watching oh, I, Furious. I 7. saw a commercial somewhere while I was watching the Oscars. I thought it was during the Oscars. I I remember seeing the visual from Cal. The I saw Vin Diesel hanging on to that thing. I did not watch that. Maybe I was in the bathroom. Maybe I made it up. I I think you're making it up. No, because I I was talking to Eli about it, and I was like, "This looks stupid." But I'm pretty sure you're making it up because I haven't heard anyone else talk about it, and no one made a big deal about it on Twitter. And I was on Twitter the entire night. Maybe it was a dream. Maybe I dreamed a commercial. If you're dreaming about Vin Diesel, you have problems. <laughs> no. And this is not the show, but we will we will find a show to fix you in terms of that. I mean, Vin Diesel, he's a very bald human being. 
He is. That's all he's, I got. I imagine he's very smooth, like a snake <laughs> skin. Uh, I was going to say a handsome person, but I don't even know if I'd say that. I would say he's bald. I tapped. I typed in this name wrong. I wrote Universal Studios Fats and Furious. <laughs> that's going to be the name. That's going to be our spinoff attraction. That, that's going to be the next name of the meal deal. Yeah. It's the Fats and the Furious. <laughs> So, anywho, yeah, we, uh, we've been looking for fun stuff to talk about, and, you know, one of the things that I wish we could talk about, and we wish we'd get more information and news on, of course, is what version of Nintendo is coming to Universal Studios Florida, and, of course, if you follow any of the rumors that go along with it, you know, we don't we don't really dig into the rumors here on this show just because they change so frequently. Uh, I don't share what I hear from the people I know who work at Universal because uh, I would not want them to get in trouble, so a lot of the information that I could share if I ever wanted to is what you would find on a lot of the message forums like Inside Universal, other other great websites like that, so I'm not going to just spread around their information and, and use it as my own, so can't really talk about that, but the one area we do know even if it's not used for Super Nintendo World or anything, if it's going to be, if Super Nintendo World's going to wait and go into the next theme park, if it's going to be placed in a different area, one thing we do know for sure is that Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone will not last forever. Well, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone would complain about uh, the ultimate demise of Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone and. For that reason, uh, you know, we on on the show a lot of times we do attraction reviews and uh, you know we do it vo- voting on it for our Hall of Fame. So I thought about what we could do with any of the attractions in Kid Zone, uh, how we could tie that into it, and then I realized besides ET Adventure, there is just nothing worthwhile basing an entire episode off of. And we've already talked about E.T. Adventure on this show. Mm-hmm. We will revisit it one day again. I am positive on that. But I wanted to talk about Kid Zone as a whole before then. And so basically, if you got excited because you saw we're talking Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone and you thought we were going to talk E.T., this is not the episode for that. We, we are won't. shutting you down. Yeah. <laughs> no E.T. talk. Maybe... We'll drop it in here and there, but as a whole, no. This this is not going to be about E.T. This is going to be about the rest of Kid Zone, our opinions on it, what's in there, and it's going to be a fun one. So what do you say, Rhino? Should we jump in? We absolutely should. I Okay. You, <laughs> you said that with such a dryness and deadpan to it that it just <laughs> I didn't know where it was going. So should we go chronologically, or should we go... Uh, in terms of geographical location inside Kid Zone, geographic, I oh. think I think that tickles me the right way. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying here. Okay, well, unfortunately for us, not unfortunately, that was a weird uh, push smashed together of words. Fortunately for us, geographically and. The chronologically, we're going to start at the same place, and that is if we are standing in front of Kid Zone, looking at that whole glorious Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone, the first thing you'll notice on your very left, if you're looking straight back into the land, the first thing on the left, of course, is animal actors on location. I still have never seen this. Oh my gosh. I don't like it. I don't like animals being forced to do stuff for people's amusement. 
It's not fun for me. Well, it's that's a shame because I heard that your favorite part of movies are when they feature dogs. So you're a big fan of... I know, uh, but they're so happy. You're a big fan of <laughs> Old Yeller. You're a big fan of no. Marley and Me. No. You're a big fan of A Dog's Purpose. I almost started dry heave crying during game night when that guy was like, take care of my dog. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was like, this is a comedy. <laughs> Well, see, if you like the animals in those movies, this is exactly why you should go see Animal Actors on Location. Uh, Animal Actors actually dates back to 1990, right around uh, when Universal, well, Universal Studios Florida did open up in 1990. And uh, the first iteration of the show that was open in 1990 was Animal Actors Stage. And this ran all the way until 2000. And then in 2001... uh, that's when, uh, you know, Animal Planet blew up all over your televisions and mm. everyone was watching Animal Planet. Jeez, yeah. And then it turned into Animal Planet Live, which that's uh, that's fun. But then after that, it after it kind of went downhill, then it's it became uh, Animal Actors on location and it has stayed that way ever since. And we'll continue, I guess. So basically, if you've ever dreamed of going to a theme park to watch dogs, birds, and other animals perform in a, in a little bit of a show, you know, a 20, 30-minute show, then that's what you'll get from animal actors on location. So if you haven't been to Universal, you've been to SeaWorld maybe, they also have uh, their version of the show that's kind of similar, the same same idea, take animals that trained for TV and stuff and make them perform. I think there's this like Pets Ahoy or something stupid like that. Um, I think that's Chips Ahoy is what you yeah, think. It, well, it puts me in the mood for cookies every time I've seen it. I've only seen the SeaWorld version uh, once and I've actually only seen animal actors on location once as well too. Kylie loves the animals. It, animal actors. I just, I, I love, I, I love animals definitely, but I just don't know where they're going to sleep at night. So it makes me nervous that they live in a kennel somewhere. I will say I don't know the exact uh, the exact sleeping quarters and such for animal actors on location. It's something that I never had the experience to to see firsthand when I worked at Universal. So I would be interested on that too. But I, I know as a whole, the animals are well taken care of for the show. So like the ho- the host of the show is one of the trainers. And they take the animals through tricks that they also would learn when they're performing for television, movies, and such. So, uh, and the great part about this is animal actors, as been known, um, they will take animals from shelters that they oh, okay. believe can be used uh, for the show and stuff, and they will they will train them for it. So, and then on the opposite. On the other side of this is after they're, you know, they get some use in the show. Uh, every now and then, back at least when I worked there, you did have the ability as a team member to adopt one of the animals used oh. for animal actors. So a lot of the dogs and um, cats. So it kind of, you know, you, they basically will get them, train them, and when they're no longer necessary for the show, then then they can move on. Well, that sounds to a having a nice life. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know they've they try to feature uh, animals that also like represent from TV. So I know at one point in time, the one time I I saw the show, like they had a pug there that they were playing off as um, the one from Men in Black. Men in Black. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't, mm. I don't know if that's a thing that they do. Like that's an all-time staple of the show. Like if they always have the pug that's there for Men in Black to try to push you towards Men in Black. But uh, I mean, at this point, how many people still watch Men in Black regularly to know who the pug was in it? I have my Frank. You mean? Yeah. Well, the only okay. reason I know Frank is because Kylie worked at Men in Black, <laughs> and so I she liked the, the first movie quite a bit. When's the last time you've watched it, though? Hmm. I watched the third one more recently than the first one. I will not watch the second one though. I do not like that one out at all. See, I just don't watch it at all. I just walk around saying more sugar, water. Sugar and water. He made him an Edgar suit. It was an Edgar suit. He's walking around an Edgar suit. <laughs> okay, well, that's how we take it from animal actors to men in black. We're just covering all the spectrums. So, what the heck is going on out there, Edgar? <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> I don't, it, it is, it's got its moments. So I, I do enjoy it. I just haven't watched it in years. So uh, maybe it's worth revisiting at some point in time. Just pretend like the second one doesn't exist. Go from one to three and I, you're okay i don't pretend two or three exists i've never seen two the or third? three. Oh, oh, you haven't seen them no i the second one's just not as it's not as fun as the first one the third one though i thought the third one was really good i don't understand why you need any extra story to it it had a clean ending my it. issue it in the, the second one is they go to get k back that's what yeah. i hate but the third one's a Will Smith back in time, so it's not really. It's about K, but not that K, so it's weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to see it. It has no impact on my Bill life. Bill Hader as Andy Warhol. Come on, you've got to go. You've got to see it. Yeah. Well, my my I, Andy I, Warhol will always be Crispin Glover. So, <laughs> okay. Sorry, there's only one. There's, there's only, only room one. One Andy Warhol. <laughs> that's not Andy Warhol in my life, and that's Crispin Glover. <laughs> Oh, animal actors, we've heard rhino slots. He's not done it, but maybe he will do it now that he knows the animals at least are taken care of somewhat. But no, (laughs) he's still not going to do it. Uh, Animal actors, I I think it serves a purpose as of right now. It is a very big footprint in that stadium. So while it is like partially enclosed, so it's not overly hot, it's still, you don't want to sit out in a, a muggy stadium filled with people. But I guess that's also one of the other benefits, too, is that the one time I saw the show, it was only half full. So I'd like it turned into something more, something else. That's yeah. Something. But, uh, Which I'm sure we like know. Nintendo. Well. Yeah, something weird like that. <laughs> yeah. So let's continue our way back. We, we, at this point, we're singing off in the distance towards the right. We're, you know, we're making our way past the SpongeBob store. We see the, the pizza place just wishing, wishing that the pizza fries would come back. Did you always think that that was weird that there's just like the, that's the only SpongeBob thing there is? Like SpongeBob is there and like SpongeBob is still a thing. Why didn't they ever do like a SpongeBob attraction or something? I I don't know the deal. You don't either, probably. But I'm just I'm just saying. I always yeah, think it's, I always walk by and I forget it's there. Where's the Krabby Patty? I would assume it's just one of those things that while they took advantage of SpongeBob with the meet and greet, having him be a part of the, oh, parade, the parade and yeah. other stuff, like they deemed that to be enough. But did you really think SpongeBob was still going to be popular to this day? It's still, they still make new episodes. I, I understand that, but if I you would have like, told I'm me, not a SpongeBob fan, so I'm not yeah. somebody that's advocating for SpongeBob. It just surprises yeah. me. If you would have told me 10 years ago oh, that I see SpongeBob would still be relevant, 
I would laugh in your face. I would say maybe maybe nostalgia wise, kind of like you know we're all going through our big Nicktoons phase and all the all the nineties TV shows. But I would have never thought that it's like oh yeah. it's still being regular pre regularly produced. Kids of a complete gen- different generation than us still like this character. And like, that's how bonkers. many movies are there? Yeah, you're like what? Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone could have predicted his longevity. Mm. But, mm-hmm, 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 you mm-hmm. know, at the same time, too, would you want them to be like Disney and double down and be like, you know what? We're finally going to give SpongeBob his fair, his fair due after all these years. And we're finally going to give him a ride 20 years later. Would you nah. really want that? Who, is, who are they doing that for? It's, well, the, the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Oh yeah, that was twenty yeah. years after after the movie valid came point, out. Valid point, valid point. So, but you know, Disney movies, SpongeBob, two different things. But <laughs> regardless, there, do, there do is your, do your noise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Enough about SpongeBob. It's been a while. So yeah, we're skipping <laughs> ET. We see ET off to the right. We're saying, you know what? Pizza fries were there. Wanted that. SpongeBob's there. Meh. E.T., want that, but no, we are going to continue on, and the next thing we are going to see is Fievel's Playland. Yeah. Which, chronologically, once again, it is still going in order, because Fievel's Playland opened up in 1992 inside this area. Oh, wow. What year did this park open? 1990. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought 93 for some weird reason, but... um... I loved Fievel when I was a kid. I loved American Tale. And then I remember when Fievel Goes West came out. And I think I saw it in the movie theater, actually, because I was too afraid to see the Addams Family. I, I know for a fact I saw an American Tale, Fievel's Go, Fievel Goes West. We saw it at the Dollar Theater. And I, if I can remember correctly, which I do, I believe we saw it in the Dollar Theater at uh, in downtown Butler, like on the second floor of a Ooh. old, like it's just like a little tiny movie theater. But my mom will correct me if I'm wrong on that. But I believe that's when we saw it. And uh, regardless, I remember seeing it in theaters. Uh, this wasn't the first iteration of uh, an American Tale inside inside Universal Studios Florida. If you remember all the way back from when we talked about Beetlejuice's Graveyard Mashup. And we, we discussed that show as it was going away and what we thought about it. You might remember how it that theater started off originally as an American Tales show. I do and not then, remember that. Oh, well, and now I refresh yeah. your memory on that. It started all the way back then, and then it turned into Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review, which ran the rest of the time. But American Tale essentially got displaced. The show went away, and... Instead, Fievel's Playland opened up, and, uh, you know, there's not much to say about Fievel's Playland. It's it's a playground, but if you have seen an American tale, Fievel Goes West, then you will recognize everything. And I do have to point out, too, if you haven't seen it, there's no excuse, because both an American tale and Fievel Goes West, I am slipping up on that, they are both available to stream for free on Netflix. Oh, so, I'm going to tell my mom to show it to my nephews. Yeah, no, there's there is no excuse for being like, oh, I can't find it. My kids would have zero interest in it. 
it is readily available to watch. It is obviously uh, both of those movies were made by Don Bluth, who was originally a Disney animator before he left and started his own thing and made classics like uh, uh, Land Before Time. Along, <gasps> oh, with- I lo- that's apparently the first movie I've ever seen in the movie theater. Is what I'm told. Mm. I don't remember it, but I believe the, my father. <laughs> like good. Good. Did did your dad tell you when you just saw him? No. Okay. He did not. I think it's actually the only movie we've been in the movie. Th- oh, I lied. Ace Ventura too. We also saw that together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. It. I only saw two movies with my dad. Yeah. Land before, before time and Ace Ventura too. Yeah. He was going for a theme. We're only allowed to see the number. <laughs> like, so it's the second movie we saw was the second movie. Yeah, I'm, I like that. I like that. But yeah, so. <laughs> it, but yeah, so it's it's based on the movie. You can go out and watch it. Uh, essentially, you know, cats uh, continued to. Uh, the, the plot of the movie is cats. The cats have continued to make the, the mice's stay in in new york uh, complete miserable pain so they set up a scheme where they get all the mice sent out into the west for the land oh of opportunity God, i do not remember the plot of this movie <laughs> i just i put it on i want to say maybe a month and a half two months ago and i watched it for a solid 45 minutes and then it just became so five goes the second one yeah, yeah. oh it, i i don't even remember the plot of the first one he's separated from his family isn't he and then he's got the seagull yeah. or something never say never again they sing in the statue of liberty right Yes, and the the first one is also very very difficult. But yeah, that's about five will be well, separated he, from his family. Even as a kid, I remember the first one being kind of slow and always preferring the second one. But now you're giving me the plot of the second one. I remember there being a spider. Yes, there there is the spider. Um, uh, that's part of the playland because there's a big spider yeah. there too, right? Yeah. Yes, I don't remember and his name. The uh, I don't either. Even though I just, like I said, I watched it two months ago, and the main cat is voiced by um, uh, John Cleese from Monty Python. And oh yeah, which, that's right. Yeah, it's it's just it's very tough to watch. I I, I wish I could say it was better. I, it's definitely it's definitely entertaining for kids. I didn't realize there was two other movies. There was two more direct-to-video sequels, yeah. <laughs> after, what were after they? After Goes West. It was... Hold on. Let me... I feel back. like maybe I did know of at least one. It was Treasure of Manhattan Island and the Mystery of the Night Monster. I did not know of either. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's all good, but... Um, well, they yeah, tried no. to keep it relevant. Couldn't hang on to those 15 Land Before Time movies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's just a whole other story. But yeah, so the the big thing about uh, Five Wolves Playland, of course, though, is while it is just a normal playground for kids, they're going to be able to run around, have a great time. You'll be able to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that from the movie. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. There is a water slide in there that adults and kids Oh, I didn't know adults could go down it too. Yes, adults can go down it, and uh, but you'll get wet, won't you? You can get a little splashy, but okay. it's it's not that bad. So it, it's fun. So I mean, it, it's definitely it, it definitely sets it itself apart from other playgrounds. Relevancy, you know, that's that's a different topic, but I think it has some entertainment for kids. Uh, but 
its time has come and gone. Mm. I think we can yeah. both agree. Yeah. That. Yeah. Sadly, yeah. Yeah. So let us continue making our way back a little bit further. And now we're we're kind of coming towards the end. So should we should we look to the left or should we look to the right, Rhino? Ugh, I know what's on the left. <laughs> I don't know what's on the right. Well, on the right is a little attraction known as Woody Woodpecker's oh, yeah, Nut House right. Coaster. So uh <laughs> yes. But I'm you like the name? <laughs> I don't get it. Well, does he? I guess because he's crazy. He, well, birds Woody don't Woodpecker, eat nuts, right? I don't know. Well, that's because he's not. It's a. It's Woody Woodpecker taking you through his nut factory, <laughs> like as in nuts and bolts. Oh, I was thinking like like a squirrel. No. no. Oh, that makes I guess more sense. <laughs> it makes it it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Uh this of course is a little kitty coaster, a family coaster. It was uh it was built in 1999. So it yeah, it years after Woody Woodpecker was no longer relevant. Well, we'll we'll get into that after, I'll, but essentially, I, I will say there is a video, like a VHS tape of me in my pajamas as a small child. It may be one of the earliest videos of me watching Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. Well, uh, so this essentially, when I say kitty coaster, this is like the Barnstormer or uh, mm-hmm. Flight of the Hippogriff, uh, little coaster inside Universal Studios Florida, and as I said, it's kind of a ride-through Woody Woodpecker's Nut Factory, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, I think the plot is honestly thought out more than the ride itself, because if you've never been on, it is 44 seconds, and like I was embarrassed when I went and did the video for it way back in the day for the site, because like, I'm getting ready, getting excited, I'm like, I'm going to do the back row, make it like seem speedy and ready. And you literally do three turns, and, <laughs> and it's over. So it's it's a pretty, 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 pretty interesting to say the least. So small nut factory. Yeah, it's uh, obviously it's just loosely based. You hear Woody Woodpecker laughing <laughs> and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's it's just a small little outdoor coaster with not much into it. Uh, the the big question is, Rhino did bring up with it is again a relevancy factor with woody woodpecker as a whole granted kid zone is named after him and he's the official mascot right he is the official mascot and i read up a little bit on it and uh universal bought him i believe in the mid 80s and they they purchased the rights for the character because back in that day you know mickey mouse is the the mainstream Mm -hmm. of of uh disney and you had bugs bunny is kind of the figurehead of warner brothers yeah so universal bought woody woodpecker Ugh, to be their figurehead. well and it just never picked up yeah. but i will say like you just mentioned that there's a vhs tape of you watching yeah. woody woodpecker oh i loved woody woodpecker when yeah. i was a kid it was the same was with me like i i grew up on i don't know what channel they would have aired no, on I now i have no but, idea but I grew up watching Popeye, Woody Woodpecker, mm-hmm. um, Popeye. Uh, you know, all the Looney Tunes, which obviously those were on like Cartoon Network before they got kicked out to Boomerang. Well, it, all and, channels had cartoon programming yeah. during the morning and on the weekends back then. Television was a different landscape in those days. Yeah. Um, I don't now hearing it and listening back to it. I feel like our parents must have been saints, letting us watch a thing that made such an annoying noise so frequently. Oh yeah, 
No, but I, I think it also was one of those products of the time because our parents would have watched Woody Woodpecker and stuff too. Like I know, I know my parents grew up uh, watching stuff that uh, at the least my dad. Well, they, things like that. But like my dad grew up watching. Uh, on, I guess once they had a TV, or if they always had a TV, I don't know. But he has an affinity for uh, uh, the Three Stooges. And what year that, was your dad born in? Nineteen thirty-seven. Your father was not born. <laughs> I was just no. about to be like, my grandparents were born in nineteen thirty-three. No. Uh, my dad is born in the fifties. That's towards, all I needed. Towards a the end. Okay. I won't give away no, his age. Isn't but, that a weird thing? Yeah. He could have been born and they wouldn't have had a TV in the house. I'm not saying your dad's old. Yeah. I'm just saying we've come a long way. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know when. Obviously, he got it. It might not have been one of those things that he started watching the Stooges until he was Later, yeah. older. But yeah. uh, that's something like I, I can remember when I was growing up, even sometimes still, when there's like a Stooges marathon on, he'll have it on. So kind of that wacky, yeah. zany, uh, yeah, 20s, that's... 30s, 40s humor. It's slapstick, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something that was just ingrained. So while nowadays I think people would find Woody Woodpecker annoying, I don't know if it's something that like my parents thought was annoying back in the day, or huh. maybe they were just like, well, you know what? It it beats him watching Matlock. <laughs> that was another Watching one of my dad's diagnosis <laughs> murder are you yeah no, that's a, it's a, we always had to shut up when 60 minutes and matlock came on tick, tick, you could hear the tick tick yep. tick and you knew you had one minute to shut up <laughs> yep. but so uh obviously woody woodpecker has kind of gained relevancy again because of the awful live action movie that was just recently are you watching released. did you watch it I haven't watched it yet. Mm. It's on Netflix to stream for free again. Oh, really? So, yeah. Already? Yeah. It, didn't it just come out? It wasn't even a movie theater movie, was no, it? I think it was released directly. It wasn't like a Netflix original release, but it was released and then it made its way to Netflix uh -huh. like immediately. So I haven't watched it yet. I really should because, you know, as a former Universal employee, I do have a, a little bit of an affinity for Woody Woodpecker. He's, if you ever get close to a team member there and look at their name badge, if they've got the little pin, you know, obviously at Disney, the one year pin is your, your steamboat mm -hmm. Mickey. But over at Universal, your one-year pin is Woody Woodpecker. So and his and, nut factory. It is nuts. But you can still meet Woody Woodpecker in the park. They have him in, I forget the girl's name. Lady Pecker. I don't know her name. I didn't even know he had a girlfriend. What is her name? I, I, I'm not going to look it up. But that would take too much effort, and then it would distract me from this. I, you know what? I honestly think they would lose nothing. When Nuthouse Coaster closes down. Okay, here's the thing too. They have they now have developed unintentionally or intentionally their unofficial mascot, which are the minions. Yeah, there's no denying that, and I think they've got a character that nobody will ever question. Oh, where do those guys come from? It's more like because Illumination is an in-house Universal yeah. Animation Studio, right? Yes. Or did they acquire them later? It, it, I it's believe their studio, it was. I think, yeah, right? I believe it was always their studio. I don't Winnie. think they bought it. Her name is Winnie there you go. Woodpecker. I assumed it was with a W. There you go. There you go. But no, I, uh, they're not going to ever ditch. They would have already ditched Woody Woodpecker if they were going to. I do agree with you. The Minions are clearly their their mascot now. Yeah. Uh, that's what you will most certainly recognize. But I don't think Universal is just going to ditch it. As for Woody Woodpecker's Nuthouse Coaster, 
I don't think they'll like scrap it completely when they demolish think this area. Retheme it. I it depends on what if Nintendo goes in here, then I think it will be taken apart piece by piece, and then when the new park opens up, I think it'll be repurposed over there. Uh, for some reason, if they a new park, excuse you, you think they're going to make a new park? Oh, eventually they will. They Just put I mean, it in storage till then. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, or they'll just scrap it completely. It's not that intricate that it would cost. Yeah, you're a lot right. It's like a, it a little there, tiny erecta set roller coaster. Uh, but you know, I don't. It's, it's something that if the only way I could see them leaving it in the spot is if they did go completely off the walls and say, you know what, we screwed up with where we put Despicable Me. We shouldn't have put it in the space where Jimmy Neutron was. We should have put it back over by ET and made that a super silly fun land. And had that area. Mm. That's the only way. But that would, you know, there's that is not even a rumor. That's just the blue sky thinking that yeah. I've always thought. Like, I, as I've much as I want Nintendo too. World in that area, I would have loved to have Super Silly Fun Land back there. Yeah, but it, we would have been able to do a lot more, a lot quicker. I feel like, but yeah, we yep. we don't work you in know. creative. We don't know exactly. It's in. You know what? We we might never. So, but we can always dream. So let's go across the street. This one should be a quick conversation on this. That's, of course, uh, the attraction that opened up in 1995. You heard us rave about it on the Christmas episode we did. I am talking, of course, about a day in the park with Barney. Do not like it. So I know you have never seen the the regular version of the show. You've only been blessed with the Christmas version of the show. Would it surprise you to find out that the two versions of the show are not that different? It would not. (laughs) Well, the Christmas one felt like that moment when you like somebody you don't like hugs you and they don't let go, and you're like, oh, this is what it feels like to be trapped in my own body. That's what the that's what Barney feels like. Yeah, it's essentially basically the same exact thing so like it starts off with your pre-show with the creepy mr peekaboo i he has a full name but he shortened jeremiah peekaboo (laughs) i don't know if that's it but i i'm not pulling it up either that's another one i'm not just i'm just not looking it up you don't want that search history (laughs) yeah i don't need that so but mr peekaboo has his parrot bartholomew and that's that's part of the pre-show wacky with christmas obviously it's talking about like oh we're looking for gifts and stuff but uh that's it's it's patrick Aloysius Bartholomew, but he mostly goes by peek- Peekaboo. I can't even Awful. say this word. Aloysius, A-L-O-Y-S-I-U-S. I don't know that name. We'd have to watch the video. I would not. I would rather not. <laughs> he re- remember, he sings about it in the song. Oh, like he, he has his whole song in the pre-show about his name being Mr. Peekaboo. Hmm. So... There's a lady peekaboo here. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> a lady peekaboo. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Peekaboo. Peekaboo, I say, let's make it Pikachu and move on. Boom, nailed it. <laughs> I, I, I get what they're going for with it. They're going for the uh, kind of, uh, they're going for the aspect of like, well, Sesame Street has That's adults in it. That's I was just going to say, uh, Sesame Street, yeah. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood has adults in it. We're going to have Mr. Peekaboo. And I, I don't think... He, it's too much of a stretch to figure out that Mr. Peekaboo just feels a little awkward yeah. in this setting full of kids. I'm not um, my kids alone in there. <laughs> it's 
And I want to reference the Florida Project in multiple episodes, <laughs> but if you've seen the movie, there's a very awkward part where a Mr. Peekaboo in that movie comes up to a group of kids, and that's... You haven't seen it yet? No, jeez. One in one in Orlando. Am I right? But anyways... Authentic. <laughs> Uh, you move into the main theater, which is a theater in the round, three different seating areas. <laughs> and uh, after using some magic, Barney appears out of nowhere, basically out of thin air. Eventually, he's joined by uh, Baby Bop and BJ. And they start singing songs. And if, if you're wondering, like, are they are they like Tony caliber songs? Like, is this is this good theater? Well, you're going to hear such classics as if you're happy and you know it. Mm. So I know that's one of Rhino's favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, it, two, two of his favorite songs I know from this show are, he was very confused during the Christmas version of the show because it's in both the regular and the Christmas version. Uh, it's holiday road. The, no, no. Uh, the Mr. Knickerbocker as well as down on grandpa's farm. Have you really blocked this out of your memory? Yeah. You don't mean, I remember the hey, they there, brought Mr. Knickerbocker, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> I remember them bringing out weird farm animal yeah. things. Yeah. And then that's that's part of okay. down on Grandpa's yeah. farm and It was yeah. a song I'd never heard before. And it's a song that if you have your say, you will never hear it again. But uh you know, you're it's a sing along show. Barney and all the characters are running around the stage having fun, singing these child-friendly songs. And then, at, like the TV show, it will end with, I love you, you love me. We're a happy family. Great big hug. And kiss a kiss from me to you. Uh, bah, Don't bah, 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 tell bah, your bah. parents. <laughs> what peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I'm sorry if there's any actors that are associated with the show that are there. I will give you credit. I, uh, you are doing a wonderful job at being committed to these characters full and full. And maybe that's why it feels so weird. But you, it's not you personally. It. It's just the setup. Uh, so I don't, I don't mean to insult anybody. Yeah. Individual, but this show definitely no, feels a little. It's not an insult. Law and Order SVU to me. It, it's not an insult on the character. They like Kylie and I have a friend who has performed as Barney in the show, and uh, you know we we've seen the the other characters that do it as well as the person who plays Mister Peekaboo. This is not a statement on uh, their actual performances. They they give it their all, even when there's only three kids in the show and they're just like bouncing around on stage for no reason. And they still put their all into their performances, uh, yeah. like they should, and uh, it's really it's really good to see that they they give it a hundred percent. It's on Universal for writing such a creepy character, yeah, and especially because like right after the show's over, after they're done singing, uh, you know, there's a photo opportunity with Barney, and then Mister Peekaboo leads them into the playground. So it's. It's very weird. It's just very weird. And then eventually you make it into the gift shop where you're going to not spend money on Barney stuff. And then hopefully you'll run away. So that's that's a day in the park with Barney for you. Mm. <laughs> hey there, Mr. Knickerbucker. What do you say? I don't want to say anything. Okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll finish up here with the last attraction inside Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone, and that is Curious George Goes to Town, based on the classic book series and film Curious George. Oh. I believe oh. it was Will Ferrell who played the man in the hat. 
Yeah, in the animated movie, right? Yeah. I believe Ron Howard had something to do with that. No? Mm, I know that Jack Johnson did the soundtrack. He sure did. And that is one album that would never stop playing at Borders. Is You know how much I love Jack Johnson. Well, he's a great artist. So. I know you love Jack Johnson. He's just too relaxing for me. His yeah. voice is like a pillowy pancake. That is about the most... The greatest compliment you can ever give anyone. Making banana pancakes. That's not even on the. No. That's not even on the Curious George soundtrack. No, it's not. You get the classics like upside down. But it doesn't matter because this is solely on the books. And essentially, this is just another playground area opened in 1998. Uh, I will tell you when you walk in and you observe, the first thing you're going to see is a Curious George statue. Yeah. Or a Curious George. And I don't know who made this thing, and they thought it like this looks good from a distance, right? There is a pole right up into his butt, and I'm not trying to be graphic, but it is. It makes me giggle because it's you. you, you when you go, you can go see it, but it, it is one of those. I think it's worth of parents to giggle at. So <laughs> yeah, well, that's good, and I know a lot of parents are upset because uh, Curious George Goes to Town was originally the spot where the Bates Mansion was set up uh, well, for no. use in the filming of Psycho 4. Now I'm furious because I did not know that's where the house yeah. was. And the house was removed, obviously, and oh, that was all uh, all gone. So Curious George gets set up in there. And yeah, it's another water-enhanced playground area. Uh, if you can, I will say the only thing I always tell people, I've talked about on the show before, uh, as an adult, yes, you are going to feel weird if you don't have kids in here, but... One of the things I always recommend, walk all the way through, avoid the water spots, mm. and try not to get wet. Once you get back in the main structure of the building, there are these guns that are inside that shoot uh, shoot little softballs at kids. So essentially, you can go in there and not know anyone in there, and you can just you can just shoot balls at kids. And it's a little stress labor. It, it's actually a lot of fun. It's what a lot of the uh, team members do when they're like having a bad mood. They they just shoot the kids because <laughs> no one like you know you're getting shot with softballs and stuff. The kids are the, just the, laughing the and ball having pit fun. Balls, right? Yeah. yeah, and it's you know you're just avoiding them and like oh. <laughs> so it's it, it's one of those things. It's it, it would be creepy for an adult to go back there by themselves, but if you're gonna do it, so that way you can at least enhance other. Uh, other people's experiences because I think a lot of parents will just stand on the edges and be like, "Go play, we're here." You don't go all the way back and see what's in there. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, it's it's cute. It's it's definitely it, it again another thing that sets us apart from just your other standard playgrounds that you'll sometimes find in theme parks. So, like I said, that's that's it because we're not talking about ET Adventure. So. Rhino, your your thoughts on Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone as a whole? Ah, uh, weird. I, 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 not great. I mean, I, if you're a little kid, definitely. I think you could have a lot of fun in there. The Barney thing, I don't. It's not really as relevant anymore. Like, if you're a little little kid, you might enjoy seeing the dinosaur. You might not. You might not like characters and costumes. It's kind of like a either way thing. The Curious George area is probably the most fun, I think. Um, but. When it goes, I don't think there will be many who will be sad to see it go. Also, Ron Howard had nothing to do with Curious George. I didn't think so. And I didn't know Dick Van Dyke was a voice in it. No, no. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, I kind of agree with you on Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. It's great right now. 
because it is an area where parents who bring uh, children that are on the younger side can't do a lot of the big attractions. This is an area for them to go and run and play around, which I understand that's what they want to do. It doesn't, as a person who's not a parent yet for me, I am like slightly baffled and that like you take them to these theme parks, you take kids to theme parks and then all they want to do is run around on these playgrounds. But, Mm -hmm. you know, they are more intricately themed than an average one. But like, uh, you know, I don't know if she watches the Universal show, but like I went to Magic Kingdom with Ashley and uh, our friend that watches a lot of the shows and stuff, a a friend of the show. And uh, her kids wanted to just go play on the playground in Magic Kingdom. And it's like, this is so odd. that there's The the one back in uh, by Dumbo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just odd. It's like, there is so much to do with all these intensely designed attractions, but kids just want to play. And so uh, I think that, I think that, you know, while you have, uh, if I ran the zoo over an island of adventure, as soon as this closes down, that really takes that away from Universal Studios. So something would have to be put in its place before it can fully go, because I think it is necessary to have that. Unless Universal's going to say, you know what, don't bring your kids here, because that's not the demographic we want, which I don't believe that to be the case. Uh, they, they need something. They need a super silly fun land or something equivalent to that. And we've said that a couple of times now. If you don't know, don't remember us talking about it in the past. Super silly fun land is the Despicable Me area in Universal Studios Hollywood that is just amazing. It is, it, it's like you're stepping into a, a complete minion theme park mm-hmm. for, for kids. So very well done. But uh, as a whole, Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone is outdated and just just wasting space. So, you know, obviously, E.T. will be safe with whatever happens. So don't worry about E.T. Everything else is going to change, and hopefully it changes for the better. But yeah. we want to hear your thoughts and opinions on Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. So, of course... Comment down below and let us know what you think about it because we really are interested. And if you just want to comment about any random thing, go ahead and do it. No one's stopping you. In fact, I'm encouraging you. Also, hit that thumbs up button because that also helps us. And if you're not subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button because, well, that just took me into the wrap-up of the show. Thank you so much for having this conversation, Rhino. You're welcome. And thank you out there to everyone who listened and watched this. So I already went over YouTube, so, of course, if you listen to this on iTunes, make sure you are subscribed and you rate and review us on there so that way you can help steer people away from giving us a chance once they read those scathing reviews and our bad rating. But (laughs) at least you're being honest. So honesty means a lot. And, uh, of course, if you need more information, disunplugged.com home of the show notes for all the shows on disunplugged and where you'll find links to our social medias on facebook twitter instagram and more so thank you so much again to everyone out there who listened and watched this Uh, we hope you enjoyed it we'll be back with you next week for another episode but until then remember no resolutions thank you